outside, bored, nothing to do but lead the Fire Nation into a hundred-year war. Well, now you have another thing to do, listening to our pubescent voices talk about something we're well-versed in, social isolation. Welcome to Six Feet Apart, the podcast where we're actually six miles apart. I'm your host, Ian, here with Luke. Salam. Marcos. Hello, hello, hello. And Nate. Well, ahoy, maybe. Welcome, everyone. Let's, I guess we can start off this episode with our hobby update. I ride my electric skateboard a lot, and I finally got into my first legitimate crash. Um, So that's fun. Essentially, what happened was I'm on Riverside, right? This time, we had just passed. So we're going on way back. We're going like 20 miles an hour. We passed this lady on a bike, and I'm going down this hill, and I see the sand, and usually I go around it. But this time, another person was going was on the left, so I couldn't go around it because they're in the way, so I would have hit them. And so I was like, well, screw it. I'll just go through the sand. I don't have enough time to slow down. So I just go straight through this like light dusting of sand that's on the, the ground. As soon as I hit it, I knew I was going to fall off. I, the, the skateboard just gets rocketed out from under me. I fall like to the right and just, as soon, I, thankfully I had my helmet on, but I landed and I think I blacked out because I woke up and I was in like a gravel pit with the lady that I had just passed, like the, the one that my little sister and I had passed. Um, she was standing over me and she was like, Hey, are you okay? <laughs> and, and I like, I opened my eyes and I look around and like my hands were all bloody and like my hip hurt like crazy. My knees hurt like crazy. And it was weird because my electric skateboard was like neatly put to the side. And so was like their bikes and stuff. My scab or my wounds are still open and it's two days later. So for those listening, we saw pictures from this and it was horrifying i mean literally i could not even deal with it scratches everywhere skin gone oh gosh yeah so what have you guys been doing well i've been super busy not going outside and falling it's taking up a lot of my time honestly and i don't know like i feel like i could have fun doing something like that but um i guess i'm just satisfied with my more boring life but nice. in all, okay, in all seriousness, um, I've been doing lots of work on website design and programming and stuff. So as I've talked about in the past, like I've, I'm doing work for our school newspaper. But just recently, I've gotten really started on our youth philanthropy project website. Our project is about immigration, and it's called Culture Bridge Tulsa. And so we have to create a website which will basically give the instructions to anyone who's curious about how to create our project in their own community or in Tulsa or wherever they are. Um, So I've been doing work on that and I'm really excited to share it with everyone um, soon. And then of course, photography and reading are my other things. I haven't been taking as many photos because I'm so occupied editing the ones I have been taking, but I, went on a photo shoot with my sister, even though I hate photo shoots. Um, and my book is so exciting because everything is coming together spectacularly. And that's it. That's my entire life. Sands Falls. Yep.
So this is episode six of our Six Feet Apart podcast. So I thought it would be a good idea to do a special episode for this episode. Um, what I came up with and what everyone didn't like was I did a top six best feet in history. And it took a lot of convincing to um, make Luke not weirded out by this, but we're going to do it. All right. So number one, this is called the Salish Sea Human Foot Discoveries. And so on August 20th, 2007, a girl visiting Jedediah Island in British Columbia, Canada, stumbled across a size 12 Adidas shoe that had washed ashore. She opened the shoe and inside was a sock and she opened the sock and inside was an entire severed human foot. And so from 2007 to 2019, 21 feet have washed ashore along the Salish Sea around Washington State and British Columbia in Canada. Um, and so this has prompted many conspiracy theorists to theorize that these, the, all of these feet washing ashore were the works of some serial killer or the government or some alien species that cuts off feet and throws them into the ocean. So the shoe is buoyant enough to bring the foot ashore. It also protects the foot from decaying and decomposition. And I'm going to ask this first. What do you think these feet are coming from? Okay, well, so are they all like in shoes though? Yeah, they're all in shoes. They're all in shoes. Do they have socks? Shoes and socks. Shoes and socks. Okay. I, I would think a lot of them have socks. I pulled up a they're map. They're mostly like sneakers and stuff. And I'm looking at the locations of it and it's they're pretty concentrated. They're pretty like well concentrated within an area that I don't I don't know that it's like just a coincidence. I don't think it's just a coincidence. I don't know. What do you think, Ian? What's your, you, you must have some opinion. I think it's very suspicious that it's happening in just like this one place and you don't see feet washing up along <laughs> beaches anywhere else. You know, I will say scientists think that this is from like the feet are from people with who have died in accidents or from suicide. The very first foot found was of a man who was diagnosed with depression and was found missing later. So People think it's from people who died in accidents or people who committed suicide. Oh, there's a recent one as well, you know, January 2019. Right. The last one to ever be recorded was New Year's Day in 2019. So it ranges over the course of these 12 years. So this is either like, uh, it's either a serial killer or like a grave robber, essentially. I don't know that it's a grave robber. I don't think it's a grave robber because the person was pronounced missing before his foot was found. I think serial killer makes more sense, Marcos. Yeah, I but like I want to consider all of our options. So like, what if it's like an animal, right? Like, say they're going, I don't know, to like the lake or something, or to the beach or wherever, and there's like there's just an animal that just doesn't like eating shoes. Okay, Marcos, they're like these are spread across like over a couple hundred miles. Yeah, but it could be like a pack of them. I don't know. Like, just there's this a whale. But they're like across the bay. Like, how would it get across the bay? Well, I mean, fishes travel. Marcos. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that far. <laughs> I, it's I, not like the entire coast of like California or something. It's like. I believe it's uh, a serial killer. Yeah. I think that might be his MO. But, he, the, but if this is the case, I mean, he's been operating for a very long time. And within one area as well. And I wonder if there's any other just like shoes out in the ocean around the sea. What do you mean? 
just like that haven't washed ashore yet. From this person? Like yeah. say there are I, 50 feet out there floating around and it's just happened that however many have been caught in the current. There could be. I mean, it could be like him, either he wants these to be like seen or it could just be like an accident of like, oh, the fish have been washing ashore. How Wait, how old are they? So like, did they go missing and then like a month later their foot turns up? So the yeah. one in January 2019, the foot was found in a boot and after they did DNA tests on it, it was linked to a person who's been missing since December 12th, 2016. So over two years, wow. this person has been missing and their foot washed ashore. How, and like their how foot decayed was, was, still, the, was the Yeah, foot. I was going to say, was the foot still like in pristine condition? The foot was, well, it was recognizable as a foot and it was inside the boot. So I'd imagine it wasn't, obviously not pristine. It was probably wet, you know, and kind but of. But had it like decayed? Like, no, were they, did no, it no, look if, like they were killed in 2016 and then somebody cut off the foot and like. Um, I don't know. I don't have the coroner's report on me, so I wouldn't know. My question is, well, actually, I, I think part of it, I don't know, because if it's like sealed well inside of the sock and then sealed inside no. the shoe. No. But like if he tied like a knot at the end of the sock. No. No, I don't know. So the socks weren't tied or anything. It huh. looks very natural that. Many people think it's from natural causes, people who have died in accidents from plane crashes or boat crashes or people who have committed suicide and thrown their bodies into the ocean. Um, Is it left it and seems right like feet? It's naturally, yes, and it seems like it's been naturally decayed. The, like the foot has come off the leg naturally um, through corrosion, erosion, and decay. So it's Maybe very... it is an animal. Where? Last question I have for you, Ian. Is the owners of these feet, do they come from like a specific area? Are they from this region or are they like from like other parts of the West coast of Canada and the U S or is it specifically that these guys are um, like from this area? I'm not sure. Most of the cases I've looked at, the people are from around Washington and around Canada, like um, British Columbia, Canada. So I don't know entirely if they're from, completely different places i don't know if that could be enough to say let's think about this is it a murder or this is limbs have can wash up on shores it, this happens not often but they they do wash up on shores they're from whether from accidents boating accidents or you know like it's it's a it's like a, it, it happens so looking at the map here i think it's i think it's plausible that these people died in accidents or like had an accident you know to where their foot was chopped off with their shoe and then i think it just kind of washed up on the shores of these places all right so coming in at number two we have one you might have expected it's linking the six feet apart from our name and feet like we're talking about today for some reason where does the word feet come from in terms of units of measurement so in case you didn't know a long time ago people would mark out distances based on walking distance and like how many feet is it from one place to the other so King Henry I of England, whose rule began in 1100, decided to standardize the unit of measurement with his foot as the new standard unit length. Most likely due to the fact that people were generally shorter back then and had shorter feet, the foot measurement standard was based on a booted foot rather than a naked foot. So the king's foot, he was wearing shoes, but the king's foot is now our mark of unit in the U.S. and in other places that use our customary units. 
Yeah. You've got to have an ego to do that. Yeah. Like, imagine... He's a king, though. Like Every, king, every king had king. egos. Every king. No matter what you are. I, I, like, I firmly believe that. Right. I believe... Like, I mean, you're like... Egos are common among them. But even with egos, we don't have, like, authoritarian leaders today trying to totally change how you measure things or, you know, like, the basic parts of our life. I don't know. To say my foot is the most important thing. Most kings believe that they were ordained by God to rule. So, like, obviously it makes sense that, like, kings are obviously going to have an ego. So, I mean, I I think it's just, it kind of makes sense that he'd be like, all right, we're going to unify a measurement based on me, guys. I was like, okay. Because he was like, he's a British king, and as the United States, we still use it, and Britain doesn't, is strange. Or does Britain no. use it? They, yeah. they use some things. I don't know, it's weird. Like They, they do half and yeah. half. It's, it's, yeah. But the metric system it's is still odd. very, very common and prominent there, so they're superior to us. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, with the... So whenever the United States claimed independence, they were like, ah, we're completely independent from England. And now we're just like, ah, we still use their measurement system that they created a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, like, we speak English. We, you know. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of customs that are shared. I just, oh, I know, but I find it, like, ironic that England's like, yeah, we've moved on from that. And the United States is like, no, we must keep it, keep the British old customs still alive well we nearly the united states nearly changed at some point um it's just i think it was the president at the time was the one who prevented it from happening just like this one guy most people were on board you know the government was ready to do it we would be a metric system and then someone decided to be picky and traditionalist but we can still that move. Sounds like a, yeah, that sounds like a really American thing to do. I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. But anyways, let's go move on to our next one. So speaking of large feet, what do you think the largest foot that's ever existed on a human? On a human or like yeah. like animals or just, just human? Okay. When I say oh. on human, do you think I meant, <laughs> what do you think I meant by that? I was probably some curious. guy who had like a birth defect half like horse and they had a big foot no i think it was recent right it had to have been recent how recent i don't know within the last decade maybe i i have a guess yeah how how big do you think it is Marcus? wait no i'm gonna guess um, i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess early 1900s or something like that, one that was a bunch of weird people back then yeah i like that guess better um what are your guesses one on foot. how big this was one foot mm-hmm. wait how big um, the foot was yeah. yeah, it was um, one foot. Like, it's got to be like, I don't know, 20 inches or something like that. I'm guessing... Because it's 18, not two feet, that's too much. I'm guessing 18.5 inches. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a really good guess, very specific. Marcus. That is such a good guess. Um, because the record for the biggest feat ever goes to a man named Robert Wadlow, who wore a size 37 AA shoe, which means his feet measured at 18.5 inches each. So one so, foot. They were one foot in length. Okay, okay. so I went. Okay. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's for... cheap. Well, wow. yeah. Okay. Let's clap. Your big brain is too too strong. Mm-mm. So, okay. um, 
he was an American that was eight foot eleven in height, and he lived from nineteen eighteen to nineteen forty. Mm. So you were right; there were a lot of weird people back in the early nineteen hundreds. The, the question, though, is: Was his foot that big? Like, when during his lifetime was his foot that big? Probably during. Probably had like weird life. fit as a kid. Like, I mean, yeah, and then they just grew. Yeah. And so it's not just, like going to be like suddenly he turns like 18 years old and it's like, man, that guy grew like no, I'm saying like 10 shoe sizes pe- in one night. What period of time were his feet 18.5 inches? Probably at his like, death. Was he just born with it? Probably at or his did death. He... he didn't come out of his mom's womb with 18.5 <laughs> inch feet. Marcos. I guess though. I know. I was, I was, I wasn't serious with that, but like, but if it was at his death, then it must have been bigger at some point, right? No, I'm not necessarily. That's true. But see, he lived for for well, like 22 years. Yeah, it probably had complications with his health from that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there are also many broader health problems that come with it. So oversized feet and hands are among the symptoms associated with acromegaly. Acro. Megaly. Acromegaly. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that's a hormonal disorder that occurs when the pituitary gland makes excessive growth hormones. Nice. So he probably died from complications with that. that would yeah, so if you I have, yeah. if you're listening to this and you just measured your foot and realize it's that big, you should probably go see a doctor after all the COVID stuff has ended. Thank you, Marcos, for your medical advice. But this is a legal note. Yes. We are not medical professionals, nor are we lawyers, and our advice is purely speculative and is not meant to be taken seriously. Thank you. Whoa, whoa hold up, hold up. I don't know about you, Nate, but I have a doctorate um, in podcast making. How did they get a PhD in podcast making when this is the product? <laughs> Marcus, you need to get your money back. Uh, it was it was from uh, free college. <laughs> Anyways, All right. uh, let's move on to the next one. Cool. So coming in at number four is Burger King foot lettuce. Oh my god! So on July sixteenth, twenty twelve, an anonymous four chan user identified himself as the Burger King employee that put his feet in buckets of lettuce, and he posted a picture of himself with his feet and his shoes and a bucket of lettuce with the caption, this is the lettuce you eat at Burger King. And so this sparked a lot of disgust because people are now eating lettuce at Burger King that has been on this guy's feet, right? And so you guys might remember this because in 2015, I think, or 2016, um, there's a big meme about this. Let me get the exact date. Sorry, in 2017, there was a big meme about this because Top 15, a YouTube channel that does Top 15s about a bunch of different stuff, made a YouTube video showcasing this Burger King foot lettuce and the whole situation. And he says it in a really weird way and that popularized this occasion. Fascinating. So um, if you guys are ready, I want to try my impression of this top 15 guy. Let's hear it. All right. Number 15, Burger King foot lettuce. The last thing you want in your Burger King burger is somebody's foot fungus. Unfortunately, that might just be what you get. How was that? Thank you. That was amazing. 
Thank you so much. You should become a voice actor. I might become a podcast star. That's my oh. dream goal. That's up to our yeah. listener. Yeah, if if you'd like to support your local Ian, um, you should donate to sixfeetapart.com. Nope, that's not even the link. Um, anyways, let's move on. If you want to support us, you can listen to this ad that will be placed right here. Boom. Man, that was an amazing ad. Wow, such don't a good you think? ad. Wow, I love that. I think yeah. that's such a great ad. Yeah. Nice. All right, number five. Coming in at number five is Bigfoot. So we can't talk about Big Feet without talking about Bigfoot. Um, so if you don't know who Bigfoot is, it's this cryptid um, creature who lives in the woods, who supposedly lives in the woods, and it's just this big Sasquatch that is Big Feet. I don't know how to describe it, but how to describe is, Sasquatch? Yeah, like if you don't know what Bigfoot is or who Bigfoot is or whatever. I, I feel like if you're American, you know who Bigfoot is. But if you're not from America and you're listening to this podcast, he's basically just like he, he's humanoid and he's big and he's hairy. And he's, he's just like a big like he looks like a Yeti. But brown. Yeah, basically. So I think part of like the what like all the like mystery around Bigfoot is like the supposed videos and like pictures and stuff of just something that looks like Bigfoot and it's always just like really bad quality. Yeah. And you see it and you're like, okay, that could be a guy. And then you like read like the comments or whatever and it's like, oh my gosh, it's Bigfoot, bro. That's that's him. You gotta hunt him down and shoot him or whatever. And it's like hmm. You ever watch those Animal Planet documentaries about like finding Bigfoot? Or the show by I think it's called Finding Bigfoot. Um, I used to be obsessed with those when I was a kid and like, I used to be obsessed with, I think they were called cryptids. Um, they were just like creatures that probably don't exist, but people think they do. And, um, I used to be obsessed with like trying to find them. And so I'd watch these documentaries about Bigfoot for hours. Um, and now I, do you guys think Bigfoot exists? That's the big question. Bigfoot. No, nope. No, of course. Thank you, Nate. But I, he's. I think. I think he exists. I, I think it it exists as a cultural phenomenon within. Boring, boring. No, strange world. He is there. He's out there. Nate, and I'm gonna find him. Nate, are you a a a bigfootist? I wouldn't say I have that big of feet, but thanks for asking. I think I have some normal size feet. Are you the 18 and a half inch foot guy? Are you a descendant of his? Um, no, sorry. What if, all right, what if like all of these were connected? Like, well, don't the, spoil the, it, Marcos. I'm getting Oh, like, okay, hold up real quick. What if Bigfoot is related to the, the 18, is related to Robert Wadlow? who is also related to the Burger King foot lettuce guy. Who, who is a descendant is... of King Henry I. Yes. And Bigfoot is responsible for all those Salish foot. Yes. Yes. Bro. It's actually, the, the weird thing is that he, Bigfoot, is supposedly, he supposedly comes from like the Cascade region, right? That's exactly where the Salish feet have appeared. Yes. 
what if he's he's just killing people or whatever or fighting their bodies cutting off their feet comparing feet sizes and if they're not big enough he just throws them into the sea i've always liked to think that bigfoot though is like a peaceful creature yeah i don't think he kills them but if he finds a body he's gonna cut their foot off and compare you know weird no (laughs) (laughs) well my question is how does this conspiracy fit into our last number number six Six. the missing OKC bombing leg and I guess I should say that a leg has a foot on it so we're counting it but after the 1995 bombing of the Alfred P. Murray federal building that killed 168 people a missing leg was found within the rubble like four days after the bombing so the legs of all the victims were accounted for and nobody was reported missing but the DNA test found that the leg belonged to a woman who had already been buried but she had been buried with both of her legs, so she'd been buried with the wrong leg. The thing is that she was embalmed after death, so the new leg couldn't have gotten a DNA test. So the missing leg remains anonymous. So nobody to this day knows who that leg belongs to. And it's a mystery because nobody was reported missing, and nobody had a missing leg from that um, When. Incident. When you describe this, I just imagined like a guy walking around with like some random person's leg, just being like, uh, whose leg is this? Anyone's leg? Yeah, but leg for fifty dollars. We do want to note um this is especially well timed news because just yesterday when we're recording this two days um ago when you're listening to this was the twenty fifth anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. Um so we just want to pay our respects to that. That was obviously a huge event, and it's especially prominent in Oklahoma. And a fun fact for you, um, for all those student listeners out there, some people think that the moment of silence in Oklahoma schools is just like for a religious thing. And while a lot of people use that as a time to say a prayer or something like that, it's officially um, meant to be a time for remembering those who were lost in that bombing. And so um, it's just sort of interesting and, you know, serious, even if there was one unidentified limb, which, by the way, is on the Wikipedia page under deaths, 168 plus one unidentified limb. Have either of you ever been to the memorial? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a very, it's a very interesting place. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. It's really pretty. It's it it like I've taken the virtual tour. So, so yeah. Our next, well, I I have one. It's our, uh, it's a little bonus treat for th- those of you still listening. This one is one I I've heard about and I've done a little bit of research about, which is the alcohol with toe in it. So sure, it's not an entire foot, but it's a little it's a little bonus. Um, so the, in Dawson City, Yukon, there is a sour toe cocktail, which is a simple drink made from a shot of whiskey and a mummified human toe. And my question to you guys is: Would you drink this? Where do they get the toe? Uh, I think it was. 
I, this may be completely incorrect, but I think some random guy like donated the toe to the shop or something, and they just made a drink out of it. What? Yeah, and they mummified. Yeah, it's. A, I'm pretty sure it's the same toe. So, so he he mummified his toe. Yeah. Put it in a. Where do they keep it? I don't know. I think they just keep it in. No idea. Reading here, a farm drink seasoned with an amputated toad now on its 10th digit. Um, It's become a Dawson City tradition and is exactly what it sounds like. An actual human toad that has been dehydrated and preserved in salt used to garnish a drink of your choice. How do you garnish it? Like, did they? I remember, I just remember seeing a video where this guy like actually drank it and it was absolutely disgusting. How do they have so many though? Uh, I think people like started donating their toes. What? Like, if they had like a, if they had to go, I don't know, to the doctor or something, and amp- their toe needed to be amputated, they donate it. Oh my! Why? Or, or, or if like they died, they donated their toe. I just looked up pictures of it. It's called the. You guys should look up a picture of it. I'm looking Listeners, at it right It's called now. the sour toe cocktail. Um, so if you're at home, definitely. Right now, look up a picture of the sour toe cocktail. You will be absolutely disgusted. How much does yeah. it cost? That's a good question. I didn't oh, come oh in God. with all of the information. Okay, I'm over sixty-one thousand served. It's five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. Per toe. How do you? How much would you right? guys? How do you get that many toes? How do you get sixty-one thousand toes? <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like if you drink this, you need to donate a toe. But I think they they definitely reuse them. How many, how many, is it just the same toe? No, I don't I'm think it's the same. different ones here. Yeah, but, but I think they reuse them. They reuse them. Who would, who would donate their toe? Out of all the things you could do, you'd be like, you know what? Well, like, what else are you going to do with a toe, you know? You know, like, like, if you like just whenever wanna... you die, it's like, you know, I can either donate my organs, I can donate it to science, or I can make 10 toe cocktails. Okay, but what if you do all of the above? Like, donate it to science, so and then you weird. just have that extra toe, and you just donate the toe. To if, I, if I was Dawson in charge City. of managing somebody's will, and they told me that they wanted to, like, donate their toes to, like, I'd be like, oh, no, no. <laughs> unless you were from Sorry, Dawson buddy. City, unless you're from Dawson City, Yukon. I'm pretty sure some Dawson City guy out there would, like, come up to me and be like, you don't understand, it's, like, a really important tradition here, and it's, like, it means so much, and I'm just going to tell them to shut up, because that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so all right so, so to end out this discussion just remind everybody you need to stay six feet apart but you can also stay six feet and one toe apart um so yeah uh, good one i like that um so let's move on to our news section of our podcast news news <laughs> so recently yeah. within the u.s we've had a lot of um protests and backlash to i'm not so sure about other countries but definitely in the u.s we've had people getting together to um protest the quarantine uh, people such as alex jones have been protesting yeah. this do you guys have any opinions on what's y'all what do, you, what do you guys make of it kind of stupid yeah <laughs> i will say i see that a lot of them are upset because they're not able to work right now, which makes sense. Like if you have money and have the funds to like survive, you know, several months without working, 
or having income, then that's great. Like that's perfect for you. Right. But a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Right. And they, they need, they live check to check. Right. Mm-hmm. And $1,200, let's be honest, isn't doing anything. That's nothing. That's so, I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but I definitely understand where a lot of them are coming from. Some of them are just don't think that the quarantine is worth it at all. And they just want to get to it back to the way things were, which, you know, obviously that's, that's a bit ridiculous, but. Um, I think that just shows that they haven't come into contact with anybody or like know anybody that's actually gotten the coronavirus. And additionally, why are they protesting for like things to go back to normal when you could be protesting for like more government assistance? Because um, the government's the one that's kind of failing at this point. The government is not going to give any more money out, at least right now. And yeah, but I feel like that's easier to Trump, protest. Trump for. would rather get things open again before he would give out another government bailout to, to people who aren't companies and stuff. Like he's he's considering opening things back up now. Like certain states are wanting to do it, and he's kind of like, okay, he would okay. he was not going to give out more money, at least right now, because that's socialism, Marcos. And we hate that. That's yeah. a no no around here. Yeah. Um, my question is, if you guys, if this happened in Oklahoma and like the, the, we, everything was, went back to normal, but the coronavirus is still a thing, would you guys leave your houses? I mean, in the end, the government can loosen their restrictions, but companies and individuals might still have the ultimate say. Like a company doesn't suddenly have to reopen because the government said, says that they are now allowed to. And I think that like a, a ton of companies went ahead and closed before official restrictions were everywhere. Like national chains changed even before they were required to in certain cities and states and such. And so if the experts continue to say, we're not ready for this, we need more testing. I think that even though there's this group of people that want everything to reopen, a lot of people are still mad at them and realize that we need to listen to the experts. So those companies aren't going to risk backlash from most yeah. people in the United States because they could reopen, you know, That's, but I suppose in my case, an, I, it's an, it's I would interesting. continue to do what I'm told by people who are actually knowledgeable about the medical situation. Oh, actually I do uh, want to say one thing because this is really just, and it's the first time in history it has ever happened. Today, this is the 20th of April, 420. Um, the price of oil futures in the United States went down below zero. In other words, the, like for oil that will be bought in May, the cost of it is, as of right now, negative $15. So this basically means that our storage capacity for the oil because there's just so much excess because of the lack of demand is so high that companies would pay you to move to take oil and use it because they are literally reaching the point where they can't continue to just hold this much so instead of buying oil you're being paid to take oil which 
it's like that shocking and crazy. This has never happened before in the United States, at least. Um, but at the same time, thinking about it on a broader scale, for Oklahoma, this is terrible because we still make a ton of money off of oil and we rely on that for a lot of our cool, um, you know, funding governments and educations and everything like that. But outside of that, we also have the issue of when oil and other um, unrenewable resources are super cheap, companies and individuals are less likely to take the jump into renewable energy. Um, so that's bad for environment and the planet and stuff. That's true. Something good for the environment, though, has been the... Uh, y'all, y'all remember yes. the Keystone Pipeline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hear about it? It got canceled again oh, by a yes. local judge. Hmm. He said, uh, I think it was some local judge in like North, North or South Dakota, one of those two, who was like, yeah, you're not, you can't build through here. And so now it's been put off again. This has been going on since, what, 2010 or something like that? Had all the protests about... You know, they were going on to Native American land and yeah. stuff, and then it got shut down by, like, the government, by Obama, and then Trump revitalized it, and now it gets shut down again by yeah. a local judge. So um, it's an odyssey. And it's so thing. unnecessary, the entire thing. Yeah. We don't need a pipeline. Like, how is that a good future investment for us? Whether it's in terms of, like, respecting sovereignty or the environment or just the risk of breaks and environmental damage. Just because it's easier, an easier way to get more oil. It benefits one specific group, and that's those in that industry, not really anyone else. So oil oligarchs. Yeah. All right. If that's all of our news for today, then that's, that's it. Uh, I guess now we will move on to our challenge for the week. Challenge. This week's challenge is to learn something new. This can be a skill or just a fun fact. For example, Luke's been learning Spanish and I've been learning how to code. And guess what? You can tell us what you learned this week on Twitter or send us a voice message on anchor.fm slash six feet apart. Also, try to challenge your friends to do the same. Maybe the new thing they learn about is this podcast. I'll see you again next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at apart underscore six, or you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash six feet apart, where you can donate to us or become a member for $5 a month to get exclusive rewards. Lastly, thanks to Ian, Luke, and Nate for co-hosting this podcast. Special thank you to Ian for editing this episode. And thanks to you for listening to this episode. Remember to always stay six feet apart. I'll see you next time.